Never seen it. Haven't you? Get out of your house. <laughs> okay. I will see you. Bye. Later. <laughs> what we do here is go back, 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 back. Another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. This episode obviously being the show before the show. We've switched things up a little bit uh, going forward in the season, so there will be two extra special episodes this weekend. And this episode is our so-called radio show at the moment. It's what we've kind of popped it on, I guess. Um, but yeah, the show, the show before the show. Um, and we are back. We are here. And if it may sound a little bit different today, it's because we are we are in the same room. We are Again, in the same room. Spoiling Again. you in oh. the same room quality recording. <laughs> Touch wood, nothing goes wrong. New location. We love doing this. We love True. recording in new locations where we don't understand all the risks of acoustics and that sort of thing. But yeah, we're in the same room. It's and it's nice to be here. It's nice to be in front of your face, that's for sure. Yeah, well we're back in Wellington, aren't we? Last time we recorded in person was in Auckland. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of a demo, democratic one home, one away sort of a system. So <laughs> yeah, we're in Wellington today recording from my, my flat. Don't ask us for the location. That's private. That's private. Um, yeah, we're here for the weekly brew. Woo-woo-woo. Week two of the weekly brew. And speaking of the weekly brew, Matt, I'll let you take it away. Yes, we jump straight into brulette. And uh, it is week 11 week this 11. week for brulette. Um, if you don't know the game show already, where have you been? Basically, me and James are endeavouring to purchase the same craft beer. Um, every week we don't. We throw a little bit of money into a kitty that at some point some lucky listener will be able to win that prize pool. Um, and we will create a gift box or pamper box of whatever alcoholic beverages you so wish and desire. Or non-alcoholic. Or non-alcoholic. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, we are friendly and always here at the Bros and Bruce. Um, but yes, straight into brulette. Um, we will start off with the uh, kind of beer that it is. And we will continue going forward there. Uh, week 11. Let's see what happens. On the count of three. One, two, three. Hazy IPA. <laughs> There's something different about it being in the same room. Yeah, true. I was like staring into your eyes. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites oh, the well. dust. That's 11 weeks. $44. The, the, the yeah. price pack is going up and up and up. Mm-hmm. But please tell me, what uh, what beer have you found yourself today from one of New Zealand's craft beer uh, institutions? I have got uh, Juice Head, uh, and it is called The Detonator. Oh. Yeah, um, must say I haven't seen this one myself. Uh, lovely being in Wellington with uh, a few more craft uh, beer choices. Give us a look at the art. Oh, interesting. I think Hamish Stewart might recommend this highly. Oh. Not sure. There's a juice head that he really likes, and yeah. it may well be that one. But that's that's nice. That's biased nope. for me. I'm making nope. of think. Of course, I think it is. It is a beautiful little design here. But yes, juice head detonator. It is a pale ale, five percent alcohol in a three hundred and thirty ml can. Right. I have gone for not the Keith, but the oh, bird's the eye. the bird's eye. Nice. The other and the original of Parrot Dogs Hazy IPAs. Uh, the first one ever did. Um, I remember when we did their last one and we were talking about Keith 
we couldn't remember if that was the first yeah. or the, but I yeah. think this is the that original is. yeah um, yeah 5.8% 330 mil let's crack them open and see what we think first thoughts cheers cheers in person tink they don't really clink being canned mm. but you know anyway satisfied oh, don't go for a second I always, sip I always do dog. I always do go for a second sip caught um, um, really good I mean I, yeah. I had this beer before I it, really like it that's it's, so good it's, it's great it's going to be really high on the scale and that's part of why I wanted to have this beer today because we're in person Matt's having a bit of a holiday um, first time you've been in Wellington in well over six months seven so, months so yeah. I wanted one that I knew I knew I liked. Yeah, haven't nice. had on the show, but I know I like. So this is gonna nice. this is gonna be high. On yeah, the scale. yeah, that's good. I I believe last time I was in Wellington, I don't know how old that beer is, but I'm pretty sure me and Finn were at the Parrot Dog release in Lyle Bay, in Lyle Bay before oh. we went to Bevana. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I'm pretty sure that they were pumping those out at the time because mm. I got a little badge of the bird's eye. Well, so from this Paradog. is the one that and. Dad loves talking about that because he is a uh, parrot dog investor. He likes to let everyone know that. He has a personalized parrot dog mug down at the uh, brewery in Lyle Bay. Um, He loves to tell me the story over and over and over again about how uh, Bitter Bitch uh, was parrot dog's number one beer for years and years Mm -hmm. and years and years Mm -hmm. and years. Maybe it was Dead Canary. I don't know. I don't like Dead Canary. I like Bitter Bitch. Bitter Bitch is good. But then whenever they released this, it just destroyed yeah. any records that they'd, they'd had. Yeah, so true. Yeah. But yeah, enough about great. the bird's eye. We enough about the bird's eye. Tell me about Juice Head. <laughs> um, the Juice Head is good. Um, pale ales. I mean, look, a pale ale is a pale ale. Straight down the middle when it comes to drinking beer. Um, but this is this is, this is is really nice. I'm actually looking at the can and the um, Juice Head do a um, scale of hops oh. and and things like that so you know it's about midway on the tropical fruits um it says how much malt it has in it as well and how drinkable it is it says it's very drinkable and i i must admit i agree <laughs> what a stupid scale is <laughs> but it? it is the drinkability is like full i'd love to know what their least drinkable beer is <laughs> yeah, yeah. based on their own assessment <laughs> could you imagine putting that up in the marketing just, room like uh, it's not our greatest but we'll uh, we'll put a scale just, on it <laughs> just really really not drinkable but some people might might buy yeah uh, it's a bit like those um and this is something that i actually wanted to talk about on the show and then annoyingly another podcast i listened to talked about it and so now oh. we could never do it for for fear of being branded those as guys those guys <laughs> but it reminds me of the food health rating you know on food mm. you have the star the system. stars yep and i was earlier this year was staring at those and thinking that's it just seems all over the place mm. some stuff that you think would be good for you has got like four out of five some stuff that you think would be okay for you is one out of five yeah and hamish and andy on their podcast did this whole because i think it's a similar system in australia and new zealand because i think so many of the products it might be a, like australasian yep. system yep. of health safety food rating whatever um and so they brought one of them bought all these items and i think it was hamish and he said to andy like guess how many stars there are and i think they had someone else jack the third person on the podcast guess and the person closest got to take the food item oh, home. Cool. and they were just all over the place like some oven fries are four out of five sour cream was like a one out of five mm. And then someone wrote into the show and said to them that it's not based on, uh, it's not a scale of all foods. It's 
items in the same category. So how healthy is your crinkle cut fry versus anyone uh, else's crinkle cut fry? They don't seem to have figured it out yet for sure. But it just this rating reminds <laughs> me of food rating because yeah. it just seems so arbitrary. Like mm-hmm. I've seen stuff in a supermarket that I go, that is bad for you. And it says 4.5 Four. out of 5. Don't trust everything don't, on no, the label no, 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 is what no, I'm no, saying. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean... I'm interested to hear what your score is at the end of this because I think the old bird's eye is going to be high on the yeah, scale. I'm there with you. I can feel your taste buds right now mm. with that beer. Um. Save you a little dry <laughs> Yeah, please, please. Just time. a little drop at the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. But how are you, man? How does it feel to be back in Wellington for the yeah. first time in a while? You've yeah. been here not even 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Today's quite a, nice, quite a nice day, actually, yep. as far as winter goes. Um, how does it feel to be back back in the capital? Yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird. And I said this last time I was here. It is weird. Um, especially when in my head I thought I would never see this place again for a few years. You know? Leaving, meant to go overseas, all of that. I really did say goodbye to this place. So back in November, it feels pretty similar. I think I've kind of approached this getaway with a little bit more like relaxation. Mm. In November, for the first time coming back to Wellington, it was very much planned plan this yeah i'm here i'm here kind of thing whereas this time i kind of have a little bit more faith in kind of actually spending a bit of time with myself as yeah. well so just banking on the fact that i can just come into town and, and chill out and if people are around or we have plans then you know so it's been really good i mean i arrived yeah yesterday night and caught up with a few friends we i had some beers watched loki and then went to sleep got a ride into town with someone going to work and i just spent the past morning i spent the morning all by myself at fidel's having a big feast and then walking around town it was actually really nice you know um sounds like a great morning to me yeah. i wouldn't want to share it with anyone <laughs> yeah. it was really good and yeah had my backpack with everything in it and stuff and just walking around um i actually bumped into someone i knew randomly at oriental bay which was really nice so yeah i, I yeah i think i'm yeah definitely taking a little bit more of a relaxed approach with this uh week and a bit um, but I'm, it, it is still very weird being here mm. because yeah, it's, it's Wellington. It's home. Yeah. It's home away from home. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. And you just would always run into someone yeah, and like, yeah. Just within the first 24 hours, it's just not surprising <laughs> at all. But I really rate that. And I think I rate that you've given yourself enough time here that you don't have to, if you for a whole day didn't see anyone, mm. it's not like you've wasted yeah. time. I think lots of the time when people take holidays, especially back to cities where they know people, they don't leave enough time to both see people and have some yep. downtime. Yep. And in the end, you just spend all your time trying to fit lots and lots of people in. Mm. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. It. I yeah. mean, look, this is going to come out tomorrow, tonight, tomorrow morning. If you're in Wellington, you want to catch up with Matt, like I'm here. Maybe. I mean, maybe here's time for you. Maybe I might. Doesn't. Yeah. Um, Depends yeah. where you are on my list. It's great to have you here, though, because I remember when Matt and Matt and I were in Auckland when we last recorded was before our night out uh, on K Road, and we had a great night out. And when we were outside cells at like two in the morning, being like, "You got to come to Wellington, bring your flight to Wellington, I miss you." And then, to your credit, you did, and I here did. you are. And it's it doesn't feel like that long ago, but it's also nice for you to be here. And not have that like I haven't seen you in ages. We yeah. have to catch up. Yeah. It's nice for you to just be here. Yeah. I mean hard. it's a short short trip. Um as in admin and time and money to get here. Mm-hmm. And it takes some of the edge off having to like we gotta catch up. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, are you yeah, doing? Yeah. Especially when I know I'm gonna see you 
and multiple yes, times multiple in the next times. week. Yep. So we don't have to catch up, catch up, mm-hmm. do all the things. Mm-hmm. Even though I want to do all the things, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm hard. Yeah. But yeah. great to have you here, man. No, it's good to be here, man. It's good to be here. And I mean, since Thursday when we recorded last as well, um, it, it's been really nice. You know, Auckland's giving plenty of things to do. Um, and I worked on Sunday and actually had like, I ran um, commercial base store. Um, and that was just like, it was just a really eventful day. You know, it's nice being a casual worker and going into like your one day a week mm. and really just smashing it. Yeah. I find that really fulfilling for myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good all around. It's good all around. So yeah. happy to be here. But I also am very aware that when I get back to Auckland, it's full steam ahead with yeah. a few things. So I am enjoying this yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, that's good though. I, I think everyone's... I don't want to say right, but people tend to be more productive, like really productive after they've had a break. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, I'm ready to yeah. do all the Jump stuff. Jump in. Exactly. Um, which I have felt the last week and a bit coming back from the show. I've been like, cool, mm. all these other things we need to we need to get onto. Yes. Um, well, I have to ask, how how are you? Yeah, good, man. It's been, I don't want to say an uneventful last week, but yeah, just kind of getting back into the swing of things, some days at work, getting back onto creative stuff bits and pieces um yeah i had a really nice uh evening this week with dad we uh we went and had dinner together but not in a restaurant we just he went to lucky and i got greek food truck and we just <laughs> sat on a store on taranaki street <laughs> i love that which is nice that's a vibe uh, we're working on a little little project together at the moment which is little father-son fun <laughs> thing and uh, related to the entertainment and creative industry um, I'll tell you about it off the mic. Of I'm not course. putting it on the record because someone might steal our idea. And mm. I reckon this is a $100,000 idea. So, oh, I'm all ears. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you later on. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, maybe uh, Patreon, if and when we get it off the ground, maybe you'll be privy to this idea. But that was nice. We had our little business meeting over dinner. And then we went and we saw a movie. Uh, and the movie that we saw, and this is my kind of main what are you watching uh, for the week, is In the Heights. Aye. Lin-Manuel Miranda's mm-hmm. sort of first musical masterpiece lesser known um than hamilton of course but he wrote in the heights years before i think he started writing it when he was a sophomore uh in college so his second year of university Mm. and that was in like the early 90s and then did a few rewrites and then got people on board and i think in a similar case to hamilton it was like a 10-year process yeah but for those who don't know anything about in the heights uh it's a musical uh, about the Washington Heights suburb in Manhattan, uh, which, I mean, I I don't... The whole premise is about losing your identity and gentrification and the changing of people in suburbs. So I don't know what Washington Heights is like now, mm. but at least when uh, the manuel Miranda wrote it in sort of the late 80s, early 90s, maybe, no, late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was about the uh, Latin people in Manhattan um, you know, whether it be people from uh, the Dominican Republic or Cuba or Mexico um, and that kind of cultural hub in Washington Heights. And the story itself was like three days in the life of people's stories mm. there. Um, and yeah, it's an amazing musical, very similar to Hamilton in terms of the way that the, uh, the, flow, the way. flow of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess the spoken word rap mm. influence mm. of the lyricism within Hamilton. There's some songs in, in the Heights where you just hear the same like intonation and tone and you the rhythms. Um, <laughs> but 
yeah, written years and years before Hamilton, and the musical influence is more down that like salsa, samba, yeah. Yeah. Latin music, yeah. which uh, I think is potentially more accessible to some people. Like I took Dad because I knew he would enjoy it. Mm. He enjoyed Hamilton because he really likes history, and that's an and for him and he likes musicals but I thought actually these kinds of music genres are probably more to your styling than like hip hop and rap specifically true but if you liked Hamilton you'll like In the Heights Uh, John is it pronounced Chu? Cho? oh I think it's John John M. Chu um Mm. Is the director of the film adaptation, which brings me round to so they have adapted the film from the musical, which won a bunch of Tonys when it first came out. Lin Manuel Miranda, as with Hamilton, played the kind of main character Usnavi in the original show, and there's lots of Hamilton crossovers. Mm. Um, uh, for example, Christopher Jackson, who was in the original cast of In the Heights and one of the other main characters as like a little token character in this. Oh, cool. Uh, Manuel Miranda has a token role. Uh, I've completely blanked on the name of the... The main actor? The, the, the lead. The lead, yeah. Anthony Ramos. Anthony Ramos. Anthony Ramos, yes. Who yes, plays yes, yes, yes. Lafayette yep. and Hamilton's son and Hamilton, who played the kind of younger cousin character of Usnavi, the main character in the original production of In the Heights, is now the main character. Okay, okay. And he plays Man, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's son in Hamilton. So there's this kind of whole yeah, yeah, new yeah, generation yeah, yeah. of it. Um, and the movie's great. It's really long. If that's the, only, that's the only criticism I have, it's like two hours, 20 minutes. And I think the story is dragged out a little bit. But for the most part, the adaptation from the show, which I saw in America, um, in kind of like a college production, but with a way bigger budget than mm. there would be here. So yeah. like it was good. It's, yeah. um, <laughs> translates pretty well. I mean, the music's great. If you liked Hamilton or you like, um, I guess, any of those sort of musical genres, mm. like salsa, samba, like any of that kind of Latin music, you've, you absolutely love that. Absolutely recommend. Go nice. and see it. It's a, it's a great feel-good um, film and it was really nice to go with dad and I couldn't help but watch him yeah, in my nice. peripheral like nodding and vibing <laughs> along to it so I'm like cool you're you're enjoying this you're yep. understanding bits and pieces um, but yeah I think that film was meant to come out like 18 months ago and they've just delayed it and delayed it oh, and delayed wow. it and delayed I didn't realize it, it. Um, because it was meant to be released like just when COVID and all that sort of stuff was happening but it's very colourful and a lot of there's some beautiful abstract filming concepts mm. not it's not just them like in manhattan on the streets yep. um but yeah that's my body watching i absolutely recommend going to see it i imagine it will be on i don't know it's on disney plus if it's not i don't I th- think it is on yet I, I don't i don't think it is yet but i imagine it will be at some stage unless it's a premier access one yeah because a lot of disney pluses it goes to cinemas first it yeah. gives the cinema run yeah and then it becomes yeah. free on Disney Plus yeah. later. Maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it will be. But, I mean, go and see it in the cinema. I went to Lighthouse Cuba. It was $9.50 on a Monday. I was like, oh, this is what you want. Yeah, but that has been one of the highlights of, of the week. Nice. Um, nice. Have you been watching anything yeah, recently? Uh, I mean, other than Loki, you mentioned that. Yeah, Loki. Yeah, Loki. Uh, I absolutely love Loki. Um, episode 5 uh, was released this week. Next week is the finale. Um, of this six episode season of Loki uh, it's great it, it really is I'm a fan I talk about it all the time it's really good it's nice it's nice witnessing a character that you've like you've come to love but he really gets a full reset and then you kind of get to love him again in a different way I, I think that's really clever on Marvel's point of view and Tom Hiddleston as well is just he's great 
he's ridiculous he's ridiculously good um and yeah everyone else as well um is <laughs> it's a really good show i really like it um but also a bit of a throwback and a movie that i watched uh just the other day moulin rouge ah moulin rouge never seen it haven't you get out of your house <laughs> okay i will see bye you. Later. <laughs> it's good, man. Honestly, I love it so much. I used to watch it all the time. It was one of mum's favourites. Um, and yeah, watched it the other night and I still thoroughly enjoy it. I was singing along to all of the songs and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, much your new musical. I watched an old musical. Um, we actually meant to watch it a few weeks ago. Like we sat down, we put it on. Yeah. And five minutes in, we just decided actually this isn't the right tone for ah. what we're feeling this evening. Okay. So when we often say <laughs> it's on the list, I want to watch it. About two months ago, we sat down on this very couch and started watching it. So <laughs> believe me when I say it is on the list and I'm trying. Nice. You will get there. Yeah. You will get there. What made you watch it? Um, I, it was it was just a, an option. Um, I had someone over. Uh, and yeah, it was just something that rolled up on the screen. Like, yeah, yeah let's watch that. Moulin Rouge. Nice, nice. Yeah. I understand that, you know, <laughs> sometimes just like what can, what can do, or three or four, a massive group of people, like what is a film that we can go, yes, we can agree on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that I've been watching at the moment, which I doubt you are watching, and I don't mean that in a positive or a negative way, I just knowing what you tend to watch. I imagine you don't watch Love Island. <laughs> no maybe you're gonna watch Love Island yeah no I um oh. there was one season where I did yeah watch it religiously but it's because everyone I was flatting with yeah. was watching it religiously yeah. um so no I haven't been keeping yeah. up to date so TikToks was... pop up every oh. now and then and social media yeah. love same with Instagram I yeah. love it so my first season of Love Island was last season mm-hmm. and I only started watching halfway through um and <laughs> I just for a long time I was like no I don't need to watch this don't need to watch this and now that I'm in as with lots of popular things yeah. of course I'm enjoying it yeah um and it's one of those shows similar to like The Bachelor and The Bachelor Bachelorette or The Amazing Race or Survivor any of those shows it's a great vehicle for conversation I've said this before about mm. Fran I we like watching reality TV because we kind of like sitting down end of the day we're having dinner 45 minutes or something super light and we can be hypercritical or complimentary about people that we don't know on yeah. screen yeah. um and last night the episode uh actually brought up some serious like societal conversations mm. and i've thought you know what actually sometimes trash tv especially reality tv presents genuine yeah like conversation it's a vessel without going into it and too much depth basically there was a comment made by one of the guys in the house about uh women who get cosmetic surgery Mm -hmm. using the word fake to describe Mm. that Mm. um and the whole premise of the episode was that he hadn't meant any harm it was part of a game and uh, two of the girls were really really offended and he actually felt really bad and apologized and like balled his eyes out about it because he felt really bad but the conversation was around the word fake and how it's really offensive to some people Mm. and it brought up this whole conversation about women choosing to get cosmetic surgery and the reasons why people make that decision and questions of body image and Mm. misogyny Mm. and 
man, it was like a whole a whole thing and the internet's backlash. Some people were on the girl's <laughs> side. Yeah, Some people, yeah, yeah. Uh, including Fran, was on this guy's side and being like, actually, I think that word is fine and they're overreacting. And so it was a real vehicle for conversation and I was chatting to someone else today and it came up in conversation. I was like, cool, let's All talk right, about this. Let's go. talk about this thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm... I, I, Maybe it seems late to the party, but I'm in on Love Island and I come home and at the end of the day, I'm like, let's do it. We need to watch it. Nice. I'm ready to hate on some people, but also support <laughs> some people. Yo, um, yo. And sometimes those sorts of programs really actually do reflect yep. society and conversations that have been, yeah. have been had. So I'm not saying you have to waste no, your time no, with no, it, I but see. man, I'm just, it's... It's good fun. Okay, it's cool. really good uh, it's fun. It's good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know, actually one reality TV show that I'm really watching and I will probably miss quite a lot of while I'm down here is MasterChef. Ah, uh, yeah. I've been really loving it. I, I remember I watched one season of MasterChef. I didn't watch last seasons, um, but because I've been really getting into my cooking lately. Um, it's great. Yeah, MasterChef is great. And I, I love the judges. They're such a good panel and everyone is really talented and stuff. And yeah, if I miss it one night, I go on the NZ on TVNZ and on demand and catch up with it. So I'll have to do a bit of that when I'm down here. We, we um, watch it yeah. too. For us, yeah, it's nice. the, like, we have a few shows at the moment that we balance. And for me, MasterChef is a 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. show pre-cooking or while I'm during while I'm mm. cooking because there are some shows that I don't want to miss while I'm in the while kitchen while you're in the kitchen yeah. but MasterChef is a perfect like A you can sort of not watch the screen for 20 minutes and listen to it and you don't yeah. miss True. that much True. also as you said when cooking is on you're inspired to you're cook. inspired to cook yeah but exactly if Fran asked me like 8 o'clock shall we watch a MasterChef I'm like no this is Game of Thrones time <laughs> or Love Island time or Ozark time Yo. the, the moment for cooking is, has it's passed done. but I'm there with you man I think Yo. MasterChef Australia is yeah, it's, it's I, great. I think it's the greatest cooking show mm. there is mm. from a reality TV spe- yeah. perspective. I agree. Um, and speaking of reality TV, yes, there was a bit of news that I meant to share last week, but we got so embroiled in other stuff that yes. I didn't, I didn't share. <gasps> um, not my news. Okay. Um, actually, Fran's side of thing. Um, now don't get too excited. Okay. But remember all of our conversations last year about. Would we do reality TV yep. and other shows that we would go on? And we talked about, yeah, there's some shows yeah, we would, and probably not these ones. Well, Fran is not going to be on a reality TV ah. show, but she got really, Did really she? close. Dang it. Really close. Because this was for New Zealand Bake Off. Bake Off. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, and we could talk about it because she's not she on the show. She's not getting it. But yeah, ah. it's like six months ago. Um, we did a self-tape for her. I filmed her. Fuad Zahid's behind the camera. <laughs> sent it off. She's like, ah, I'll never get this. And then a few months later, they sent her like, oh, you're through to round two. Here's this questionnaire. Ah. And she had to answer all these questions. Some of them like, what's your greatest baking achievement? And some of them are like really questionable. Like there was one that was, and hey, shine a light on TVNZ here, whatever. They don't sponsor us, no contracts. Um, but there were some questions about like, do you have any skeletons in your closet? Or like spurned lovers that we should know yeah, about. They, want, like, they just want that content. Well, is it content or do they not want to have high risk people on the show oh, that might that's a good have point. stuff come out about them? I mean, you'd want to pick a bit of both, right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear um, you though, I hear and you. So f- and there were some other questions on there and Fran was like, mm, stuff for this. Uh, I, she sent it off, but it kind of... Yeah, cut, it, she wasn't it, it was the anymore. end of the... Yeah, yeah. And then a few months later, she got an email being like, 
congratulations, you made it through to the next round. And that's a Zoom interview. Um, and I th- must have sent her some more details and I don't know if they just said like, oh, these are the things we'll talk about. Um, and so she had that Zoom interview and while she was doing the interview, she said to them like, oh, what stage is this? How far away are we? And she was expecting it to be like, oh, this is like 50 of you, 100 of you. And the woman said, there's 15 of you. What? We pick 10. Oh my gosh, that is way too close. And obviously, based on what I said, she was one of the five that didn't get picked. Ah, oh, novice. Yeah, and it was really interesting because she got she wasn't invested until that final no. stage. Yeah. And then, of course, as soon as they say you're really close, then you think about being yep. on the show. Yeah. Um. And so when she when she finally got told it didn't happen, and it happened very similar to auditions that I've done mm. in the sense that. It had a certain threshold of time where in my head, I was like, you haven't got it because they contact the people who get it first because they need to check that everyone who's being part of the reality show, the movie, the TV, the theater show, they saw all those people out first because you don't want to tell people who haven't got it until you've confirmed Confirmed who is your cast. That makes sense. So I knew within the first week, I was like, you're, you're not going to get it. And eventually they got back to her. Um, very politely as they do oh apply next year all that sort of stuff um so she was gutted but the silver lining is that would have been filming about now and a little bit of time from now yeah um and she would never have applied for the job which she has just got Mm. so sweet serendipity the universe has plans for you if she had gone back off she wouldn't have got this new job promotion at a different place that pays better money and is more interesting to her for it and i think that is reflective of our industry my friend if yeah. you don't get something yeah. it will lead to something else but it was really funny <laughs> that all of our discussion about reality tv and whether we were yeah, in the yeah, industry yeah, yeah, yeah. and got the closest <laughs> yeah. of anyone um and we're looking forward to watching the season of bake off because fair enough to her she's gonna sit there and roast everyone yeah, that, true. Is, that is on the show because it should have been her but yeah that was a really exciting um, time and and just a weird experience of you know because she had to sign a nda and yeah, waive it because yeah. if you're on the show you can't tell no, people can't about do it anything and, yeah um oh so close but you know what you're lost new zealand back off True. and congrats to fran on on her new on her new job congrats fran congrats and thank you for letting your partner share your story for yeah us. share your story tell your stories <laughs> um i do have a question for you though yes. this week um to wrap up this, wrap it up this, you know the week through week two Woo. and my question is around uh the the area focus of languages oh and this sort of came to me because of watching in the heights yep um and my question to you is uh other than english English. would you rather speak one other language fluently Mm -hmm. and i mean really really well yeah or three other languages at a sort of medium level now we can define this between us but like you speak it pretty well like if you went on holiday you would comfortably get around yeah and could comfortably have some kind of a conversation with Mm -hmm. um people that you met in day-to-day life um and i guess my question to you is whichever option you choose what would that language be or three languages cool cool um Oh, this is a great question. Yeah, I've I've endeavoured, I say endeavoured because I was going to travel Europe, that I was starting to learn Spanish. Yeah. Um, and then that really kind of skyrocketed out of nowhere and I now am not learning Spanish. Um, but yeah, I think, I to be honest, I would, to answer the question straight up, I would probably take the three languages. Mm-hmm. 
um, just because I feel like you could have you could hold a little bit more scope. Yeah. But in saying that, if you spoke one other language um, fluently, then Mandarin would be the way to go. Really? Yeah, because well, Mandarin is um, Cantonese, right? Mm-hmm. Is one of the most spoken languages in the world. Obviously, more on the Asian side of things, because mm-hmm. population, everything's going on there. But they say it is one of the most useful languages to know because it is world worldwide mm. and spread. Um, so, if I was going to do one language, it would yeah. probably be that. It would be Cantonese, Mandarin. Um, but if I would just for three languages that I wanted to do, um, it would probably be yes, yeah, Spanish. I'd want to learn Spanish. Um, I think, well, not think. I'd want to do uh, Maori more as well i'd want to learn more maori um and my third language there's a big part of me just because it's close to home uh would be dutch mm. just because but it, mandarin's I, not in your top three no well no but that's no but that i was thinking i'm thinking of it from a different point of view yeah. if i only had the option to do yeah. one i feel like worldwide doing mandarin would be the best but yeah. i think if i just had three languages that i would just want to kind of have in my back pocket yeah it would be Spanish, Maori, and Dutch. Mm. Dutch only is only because I am Dutch. Yeah. That yeah. is all. But that would be the point of the three, right? It's yeah. a de- like you're able to have a conversation yep. and dabble, but yeah. you're not able to just like probably abandon English. Whereas yeah. there are you know some people that are so fluent in another language that they could never speak English for a year and they would be fine. Yeah, true. But the, the thing with Dutch is, is that you go over to Holland and everyone speaks English. Yeah, because they teach english in school yeah so there's probably no reason to learn dutch yeah um but yeah I, spanish is definitely a language that really interests me mm. um and i still definitely want to learn that mm. as well mm. yeah yeah maybe italian maybe in there but once again with this you know if you get one language fluent or you can have three yeah the thing is that you can you can improve on those three languages yeah. the more and more you yeah, go. Yeah. But if it was confined to the limit of like, you can't get better at yeah. these languages. Well, I think it's probably more <laughs> that would, you, you know, how many people go take the step from being a terrible way to frame it, but like medium good at a language to fluent. Like, I think that's quite a big yeah, jump. Yeah. The jump from not knowing any Spanish to knowing some Spanish, decent amount of Spanish, <laughs> yeah. is probably less of a jump than some Spanish to, to fluent, fluent in, True. in Spanish. True. But I take your point that, especially with the European languages, the ones that all have those sort of similar roots, mm. probably if you give decent Spanish, you would then be able to pick up like a bit of Italian. Yeah. And, yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm not sure I have a definite answer for it. Um, my, if, if I was to choose one, it would either be Spanish or Tereo. Nice. And I think there's a question there of, you know, the New Zealander in me thinks, well, if you could only pick one, it should be today or learn your own country's, you know, language first. Yeah. The other part of me, from in the Heights, I came out of it and I was like, <laughs> Spanish is such Yo, a beautiful, is, vibrant, sexy language yeah. and so many parts of the world speak mm. it. And mm. I think I came home and I said to friend, I was like, man, like all of those Latin countries speak spanish with the exception of brazil and this is yeah. weird to me like i know why brazil speaks <laughs> yeah. speaks portuguese yeah. it's clear like colonial like mm-hmm. it's really obvious why mm-hmm. but it's just weird that it's surrounded by all these countries that speak spanish. spanish and you realize like how valuable spanish is in terms of a cross section of different um country mm. i guess in a similar way to mandarin is so heavily spoken in lots yeah. of different countries yeah um yeah, so if you had to put if you had to put me on the spot to pick one to be r- really fluent at, I I think I'd probably speak. Uh, 
I think I would cave and make it be Tyrell. Yeah, nice. But I think I, I would be that. more likely to, to pick the three, and it would be Tyrell, Spanish, and I don't know if I sort of didn't give you this as an option. I'm tempted to choose a sign language. Yeah, well, I know. I a mean, little, you're. Yeah, I, you I am. Know I am not bit. medium. Yeah. NZSL. Yeah. I would be in between beginner to like yeah. medium. I, yeah. I I know yeah. I yeah. know basic yeah. New Zealand. Science. Whereas I I don't like mm. I know thank you. That's it. <laughs> and I think <laughs> maybe one. that because uh, I know if you were medium good at New Zealand sign language, sign language you'd probably be able to sort of bash your way through ASL. Uh, yeah, the yeah. other yeah. sign language um versions of sign language across the world. Mm. And then the potential other third for me would be French because again I'm Probably in a French area to where you are in New Zealand sign language. I learned it at school. Mm. I didn't really enjoy it at school, but sometimes I really like the language and I think I could build off it quite easily. Yeah. Um, I think I would probably pick the three at a medium level than, than the one. Um, but I, the amount of people I know in New Zealand who are doing Tereo classes at the moment. Yeah. I know someone who's doing full immersive Tereo for a year, so she's really really diving in there wow. um which i think is awesome the number of people that are, are putting the time aside to learn to deal on the other side of it i'm like spanish like <laughs> yeah because yeah. when i was at ucla like having so many mexican friends they taught me yeah, some spanish true. stuff and while i was over there i would used to like random words and phrases that i would still have in me like with everyone they don't say bro they say mijo mijo and like orale like, but like let's go like these certain words and you, when you like you get involved in that language you're like yes I would speak Spanish <laughs> um, but yeah that was one of the things that I loved about In the Heights and maybe that's a nice sort of tie up of today as I yeah, came nice. out of that cinema and I was like man these people who have like the Latin cultures and communities if I had that kind of background, I would like to think that I would be so proud of that rich, mm. like cultural, creative mm. history and the message of that film being about like America's sort of anti-immigrant stance and these people don't belong in our society and just coming out of that. I was like, wow, what a vibrant culture. And like, I wish I had Puerto Rican heritage or Dominican <laughs> heritage and like could dance like that and yeah. could sing, sing like that. And I think it's a beautiful reminder to... You know, be aware of your cultural roots, whatever they may be, and to celebrate those those cultural roots. True. Um, True. I have thought about, I came home and said to Fran, I was like, one day we're going to do immersive Spanish together. Because she learned Spanish in school. Ah, like, okay. <laughs> Definitely don't have time at the moment. There's too much other stuff going on. But it's in, it is on that life bucket list. Nice. And I'm sure, it is, I'm sure it's yeah. the same, the same uh, Yeah, for you. sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Mm. I just need to start doing it. Do it. Well, that's the thing. It. And I respect people who are already just doing it. Because... Yeah some ways words are cheap and I could go and sign up to a language thing tomorrow. Maybe I will make the Maybe time. Maybe you will. Maybe but, you will. But, you know, you're never too, never too old to start learning. So yeah. it could be next year or the year after. <laughs> um, wrapping up, what do you think of the detonator? Yeah, it's great. It's nice. It's nice. It's simple. It's down the middle of the line. I think it's better than some of the other pale owls we've had mm-hmm. um, on <laughs> the show. Um but yeah, uh, very enjoyable. I don't give it any bad marks, but in saying that, it is still, I have got better favorites, um, but it is still up in the high sevens, like what my one last week was. I believe last week was 7.6. I'm going to put this on a 7.7. 7. Pretty pretty good. Pretty it's good. good. It is. It is good. And you're right. Most of the pale owls we've done have been down the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um... I'm not enjoying the bird's eye as much as I was at the start. Interesting. So let me flag that. But also, 
been recording for 38 minutes. That's a long time to sit on a one beer. One beer. So I think it's slightly flatter than it was before. And I'm trying to balance how much I was enjoying it at the start versus how much I'm enjoying it <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Um, one more sip. One more. Go on. Um, I'm going to... Mm. Mm. Uh, we're on some high barriers, so I'm trying <laughs> to figure out where it sits. Last week, I gave the White Mischief Sour 8.4. I definitely like it more than that. There was a time where I thought maybe this was going to be my first one in the in nines. The nines? I'm not sure it's going to get there. It's really good. It's really good. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it an eight point eight. That's it's pretty, pretty good. high. Pretty it's pretty good. good. But I came in here thinking, oh, it'll be a nine, it'll be a nine, it'll be a nine. And you can't be thinking that before you actually drink the beer itself. <laughs> and that being said, I've really enjoyed it. But we're giving it an eight point eight, which is still that's by still far very my, respectable. By far my highest rating. Yeah. And um, once again, to all of these beers, not a sponsor. Yeah. But hey. But sing on out if you ever sing do. Sing on out, we Lion Brown. Uh, we'll change. We'll change for you. <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not that far. Yeah. No. Um. Hey, great to have you here for the weekly brew week two. Woo. Um. Obviously, we've got the other episode that'll be coming out around the same time. Um. Which we may or may not be going into record right now. But but from us, from this, our sort of radio show, the lighthearted catch up. Um. We've hope you've hope you've enjoyed it. We've certainly enjoyed our beers. And uh, yeah, we'll, I guess, catch you next week for uh, our weekly roundup of whatever the hell's been going on in our life. Matt will still be in Wellington. I will still so be, be There will be much to report and next week's beers will be in person as well. Ah, beautiful. Beautiful, man. 11 weeks, no success. Kitty's at $44. Get excited. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see you next week. I guess all that's left to be said is we will see you next time. I'll be waiting for you to come around. Stuck in the ground